0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Stripe Pipe Podcast. I am your host and editor, Travis Steffen. And today we're going to be talking about some of the questions that you guys have had for me this last week. I did not send out a post on Facebook or Twitter like I normally do for mailbag articles, but a lot of you guys are getting a hold of me through Facebook or Twitter and asking me questions and some of you have even emailed me. And I wanted to answer some of those questions, And but first I want to let everybody know if you, if you ever want to talk Bengals, if you have a question that you just want to discuss, a topic you want to discuss, you can always get a hold of me on Twitter, Facebook, on the Stripe Pipe pages. You can direct message me on Twitter or Facebook. The, the Facebook page works just like a Facebook Messenger. I've had a few people message me there and we've gone back and forth on certain topics and it's a great way for me to answer a lot of your questions. Make sure that you guys, the readers and listeners now that we have a Stripe Pipe podcast, get your questions answered and have that direct line between us as the writers, and you guys as the readers and listeners. So make sure you guys do that. You can find me on email if you don't do Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. You can find my email at stephannfl at gmail.com. So make sure you guys keep keep it up, and next week I'll be back on pace on getting a mailbag question out there or a post out there so that you guys can get those in, and we can get some of our writers in on that. But today I want to talk about some of the things you guys have brought up, and First I want to talk about a lot of you are I guess not thrilled and I completely understand it about you know some of the national media and how they see the Bengals this off you know a lot of you feel like the Bengals have made a lot of moves this off season or a lot of additions uh changes this off season that warrant a better outlook you know the Bengals uh got picked for one of the lowest opportunities to make the Super Bowl this year. Um, a lot of, you know people are saying that the Bengals won't do more than a six and ten or a seven and nine again. Um, so I want to go over why a lot of people are not optimistic as some Bengals fans are. and I know some fans are still in that kind of standoffish mode, uh, pessimistic about some of the changes and we'll go over that as well. But first, I want to start first and foremost, most NFL analysts or people outside of the organization and even fans in the organization do not believe in head coach Marvin Lewis and quarterback Andy Dalton. Some it's one or the other, some of it's both. And a lot of people feel that Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis as a duo or as a uh, coach and quarterback have reached their peak with the team. And a lot of people don't think that they will be able to come overcome the... Whether it's making the playoffs, or it's uh, winning a playoff game for the first time since 1991. Or even the first time in Marvin Lewis' era, which is now going on 16 years. So, a lot of it stems from that. A lot of it is just down to Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton. And I completely understand both. I am not huge on on Andy Dalton I think that he is a good quarterback but he needs a lot around him to have success and when we have seen him in the playoffs it has not been pretty at all it's been actually very bad for the most part and I think that when when you look at the changes that they've made you know bringing in new coaches like defensive coordinator Terrell Austin or uh, offensive line coach Frank Pollock and some of these other, you know, positional coaches. There is something to be excited about, no doubt. I I think that Terrell Austin will make this defense better. Uh, the defense that this team has, you know, kind of the defense has kind of carried this team the last few seasons as the offense has struggled since 2015, and I think that that's still going to be the case this year. I don't think that the offense will be as bad as last year, though. I think that the offense will take a step forward, but there are a lot of question marks, a lot of unknowns, and a lot of things that have to go right for the offense to take this step forward. And it starts with Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator. We don't know yet what that offense is going to look like, but everything points to building that offense around Andy Dalton's strengths. And we saw a little bit of that in week 16, week 17, when they were running a little more fast-paced, shotgun, um, you know, a lot of quick throws, quick reads, stuff like that. That's what Andy Dalton succeeds at. And I think we're going to see more of that. I think that, um, you know, the the additions of uh, Cordy Glenn and Billy Price to the offensive line, I think, you know, working with Frank Pollock, I think the offensive line will be better as a whole now. The question stems from: Can the line stay healthy enough? Cordy Glenn has not played a full season the last two years. He's had injuries both years, and Billy Price had the injury at the combine. So, you know what? What if Cordy Glenn goes down with another injury this year? Now, of course, you know there's been a lot of talk about how uh, taking on that big contract with Cordy Glenn, and you know we can the Bengals can get out of that contract. Without any penalty at the end of the year. If it doesn't work out. And they still got a, a center. With that first round pick. They still got the guy they wanted. So I think it was a good move. But there is the question. Can Cordy Glenn stay healthy? Now when he is healthy. He's one of the top left tackles in the league. So I, I do like Cordy Glenn coming over. And taking that left tackle spot. Especially if it means Cedric Obrehi. Oh is not getting that spot. But how likely is it for him to stay healthy and how you know how much the offense relies on him staying healthy because if glenn goes down this could all unravel for the offense The line could completely unravel. And we don't know what Billy Price is going to be in his first year. He hasn't even gotten to really take on any defensive linemen yet. So we don't know. know, There's not really many centers that in their rookie year make a huge impact. So there's still question marks at right tackle and right guard. There's still question marks at what Billy Price is going to do. Whether Cordy Glenn can stay healthy. So there's definitely question marks on that offensive line. Do I think it'll be better than last year? Yes. But how much better is the question? And when when you're talking about health, Tyler Eifert is already having a medical issue and not participating in mandatory minicamp. And that came even as a surprise to Marvin Lewis. So that's already a concern for me and I'm sure most Bengals fans that he's already having medical issues and we haven't even gotten to training camp yet. And some of it, they were talking, you know, the Bengals have been very cautious at bringing him back, very limiting him a lot. And I think that, yes, they need to limit him, but how much? What it, What is the right amount to limit a player? Because when you get these guys, you know, I know a lot of people want to see less preseason. I don't. I think preseason games are crucial. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that... You know, I think that your starters should be getting a little more playing time each week of the preseason. Because if you just go straight from, you know, say Tyler Eifert, you know, getting a drive each game, and then all of a sudden in week one he's expected to play a full game, well now your body's not in that football shape. It's not used to taking that beating. So that's when injuries occur. So it's it's all about how much do you limit him. And if he's already having medical issues, I've already stated this before, I think that Bill Lazor needs to build this offense as if Tyler Eifer is not there. If he is not available. I think they need to build it around Tyler Croft being there and incorporating the running backs and young receivers into the mix more. And if Tyler Eifer is healthy, then that's a bonus. But you cannot center it around that. And so you have Tyler Eifert injury concerns, you have Cordy Glenn, can he stay healthy? Everything points to that he's feeling great and you know ready to go for 2018, but there is the questions. And then you have questions like, okay, you have A.J. Green, but everything behind him is a big question mark. John Ross has not really played at all. You know, very limited in his first year with the shoulder injuries and stuff like that. So we don't know exactly what John Ross is. We've heard a lot of uh, reports that he's turning heads at, you know, OTAs and mandatory minicamp and working working out with, you know, different players in the off season. that, you know, even A.J. Green has said that he has seen a improvement, even Marvin Lewis, saying he's seen an improvement in John Ross. But we don't know what he will be come week one or mid-season we don't know what John Ross is going to be Tyler Boyd who a lot of people are hoping will step into that third role as a slot we've seen flashes but we haven't seen a big enough uh film for to justify what he will be in that role uh Brandon LaFell we know what he is and if the Bengals have to rely on Brandon LaFell well then they're screwed Last year, Brandon LaFell did not step up when Tyler Eifert was hurt, when John Ross was hurt. He was not taking any kind of attention away from A.J. Green. Joe Mixon, we, we saw some from him behind a terrible line. We saw you know some flashes from him, but we don't know exactly what he is under a bigger role, under the lead back. We don't know what he's going to be this year. So there's a lot of untapped potential. And that's what they are relying on. They're relying on players with, with injury histories to stay healthy and a brand new offense and untapped potential that no one knows what they're going to be. And that's scary. And on defense, you have some very, very good players. Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, Vontez Perfect. Well, you're without Vontez Perfect again for the first part of the season with four-game suspension. Who's going to fill that role for the first four games? You know, and in that linebacker area, we don't know who's going to step up and play that role. And whoever it is, you know, I know a lot of people want it to be Malik Jefferson, the fourth round pick, or sorry, third round pick out of Texas. We don't know what he's going to be. And that's a lot to put on a third round pick to come in and play for a superstar linebacker. You know, the defense has elite players, but there is a significant drop-off in some areas. Cornerback has some pretty good corners. You got some pretty good safeties. The secondary, I think, overall is a pretty good group. Linebacker has some real holes. We don't know, you know, Preston Brown. Yeah, he led the league in, in combined tackles last year. He tied for it at least. But teams rate tackles differently. And... Just because you're getting a lot of tackles, that doesn't mean that you're making plays. You're not disrupting the offense. He only had, out of 144 combined tackles last year, only nine of those were for a loss. So is he going to be that guy that fixes the run? I don't think so. I think that he will contribute to that. But I don't think that he is the lone uh, player that will fix all the problems against the rushing attack. What, what is going on You know, next to Geno Atkins? Is Chris Baker going to be that answer on a one-year deal? Is Andrew Billings going to make the team? Is Ryan Glasgow going to step up? Who's going to be in that role? We know Michael Johnson will kick in side on passing downs, but we still don't know what is going on at that position. So there's still holes left around the roster, and there's just a lot of question marks. There's reasons why... Analysts are not quick to say the Bengals have made it done enough this offseason and have made significant changes to put them in the race for the Super Bowl. No, they haven't. There's there's still a lot to be be done if the Bengals are willing to do so. There's still players in free agency, and I think that considering the fact that they, you know, didn't really make any big moves. Um, You know, Glenn was the only really, I guess, big move that the Bengals made. A lot of the other moves were kind of, you know, just plug in some holes and we'll see what they do. Preston Brown is one of those. Chris Baker is one of those. Then you have at the quarterback position. Now you have the biggest drop-off between starting quarterback and backup quarterback. I don't know about you guys, but if Andy Dalton were to get hurt, even for a game or two... I'm not expecting Matt Barkley to win a game for the Cincinnati Bengals. The guys had six starts and played for, I think, like six different teams. in his six years in the NFL. I don't see Matt Barkley being anyone that's going to push Andy Dalton to play better. And I think that this should be a year for Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton. If they cannot even get to the playoffs or win a playoff game, I think it's time to start looking towards the future. Looking at something new. A new head coach. new future quarterback. Honestly, I really expected the Bengals to make a better move than Matt Barkley at backup. There's no future at quarterback position behind Andy Dalton right now. Logan Woodside just got arrested for a DUI. He wasn't even getting reps at camp. He's pretty much expected to be a practice squad or not at all. So I would like to see them maybe make a trade for a better backup quarterback. I know a lot of people have been talking about Bridgewater, but all we've we haven't seen him in in camp. We haven't, you know we've heard reports of him playing well. I would be interested in Teddy Bridgewater. The Bengals still have 15 million and cap they could have done more in free agency but chose not to so the win now mode i am not fully buying into i feel like there was a lot left that could have been done that wasn't and yes they have a team that can make the playoffs but they're relying on way too many unknowns and with too little player turnaround most of most of your starters were here last year so why all of a sudden should these analysts think that they should they should be in the in the race for a super bowl this year a team that has missed the playoffs last two years two losing seasons in a row why should they all of a sudden be projected to do better and i I want uh, that kind of leads me into you know the other question that i got um Des Bryant is still not signed to a team. And I had someone ask me, you know, should the Bengals be interested in him? No, absolutely not. Okay, the Bengals have spent significant draft capital the last few seasons, not this year, but the two seasons prior, in the wide receiver position. I think I am a believer in John Ross, and I think he will do well this season, but it is an unknown. Tyler Boyd... Cody core there are guys that have not gotten an opportunity yet and I think they need to take those you know especially high round draft picks like John Ross and Tyler Boyd I think you need to take those guys and see what you have there I do not think that Dez would be a good fit for the Bengals a lot of you know it wasn't really a money thing in Dallas it wasn't about the money it was about Dez's attitude his production he's not living up to that money they did all the reports that I read was that Jerry Jones did not even offer or ask him to take a pay cut so it's obviously not about the money it is about production It's about his attitude in the locker room, or on the sidelines even, his off-the-field issues. Des Bryant took quite a while to mature enough for this, you know, number one receiver role. And that's what he wants to be, is a number one receiver. And if Tyler Eifert and A.J. Green are on the field, he's absolutely not going to be a number one target. And that is not going to fit well with Des Bryant. Who is an alpha male who wants the ball and gets frustrated and vents his frustrations on the coach, on the quarterback. That's not something Andy Dalton needs. Must must we go back to the Chad Johnson and Terrell Owens? Now A. J. Green doesn't have the the ego, or at least voices his ego, like either of those players, but that was a disaster. And Des Bryant is not near that near that uh, good of a player is either of those receivers Des Bryant has lost production each year the last few seasons especially since they drafted Dak Prescott and moved on from Tony Romo okay since 2014 Bryant has not reached 1000 yards he has not reached 10 touchdowns or even 80 catches most of that offense is revolving around a run game with Ezekiel Elliott with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott and Des Bryant never made a connection. And I'm not saying that that's all on Des Bryant, but when you go back and you look at this last season where he really slowed down in production while making 17 million being paid as an elite athlete, he failed to get separation. He wasn't getting double teamed. He wasn't seeing extra attention. He was seeing one-on-one matchups and could not get separation. This is a 29-year-old receiver who's already starting to decline and is going to. Now, do I think that he could have a good season somewhere? Sure. But it has to be in the right fit. It has to be with a uh, strong-minded quarterback that can take you know, a receiver getting mad when he's not getting the ball enough. He needs to go somewhere in a winning team and I'm not saying the Bengals are not going to be a winning team but I don't think that Andy Dalton would do well with Des Bryant in his year especially when you have AJ Green and Tyler Eifer if he's healthy I do not think that that is a good mix I know that you know I, I know one of the guys on Total Access on NFL Network said that you know with John Ross is an unknown AJ Green needs someone on the other side it's not Des Bryant I'm telling you, it is not Des Bryant. I do not think that they should make that move. Even if it was for a small amount of money. I'm not I don't you know, look at look at why Des Bryant is still on the open market. It's June. This is a guy that a lot of people thought was gonna go within a week or two and be off of the free agent market. Even towards the end of free agency and right before the draft. Top analysts were expecting him to be gone in a week. He is still there, and it is June. And that has to deal with money, yes. I'm sure that Des Bryant is wanting more money than what teams are willing to give, especially after already spending in free agency. It also has to do with an attitude. A lot of teams are not willing to put up with the attitude of Des Bryant. Jerry Jones and the Dallas organization put a lot of time and effort into Des Bryant and maturing him. And now that he's starting to get somewhat mature, still has an attitude on the sidelines and tends to lash out. Teams are not willing to deal with that. And going to another organization this late, having to cram and get ready for training camp and learn a whole new system. Yeah. He's an alpha male. He's a, he's a dog. He's, He is a guy that is going to be fighting to prove something this year. I don't think it should be in a Cincinnati uniform. But that's all I got for you guys today. Those those were just a few questions that I got this week and I wanted to share with you guys. But make sure you hit the subscribe button. I know we're seeing a lot of new listeners as this podcast gets going and I'm really excited to get back on track with some of our writers. I'm going to try and get them on as as we go along and if you if you want to write for stripe hype if you want to talk bengals and you want to get your opinions out there make sure to put in an application we're always looking for new writers especially right now as the season's about to get going and training camp is a month away make sure to hit that subscribe button let us know what you guys want to hear always willing to talk bengals answer your questions i work a lot of weird hours so if if it takes me a little bit to get back to you i apologize i might be sleeping i might be at work i will get to you as soon as i see them and we want to get you guys involved we want to see you guys and what you guys want to hear about let us know twitter facebook email there's all these different platforms you can get a hold of us so let us know what you guys want to hear and let me know if that answered all your questions if not we can continue talking about it later I am Travis Stefan and we're we will talk to you guys next time.